Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. You can't get a Flau J or an Angel Reese jersey anywhere else. I uh, was talking to Sean before this because you're 20 minutes late. And yeah. Sean's like, he's in Professor Adam voice. And I was like, oh, that's pretty important. <laughs> uh, How was your day? day? Day was good. Day is a lot of fires to put out, a lot of problems to solve. But the thing that we always say is you, you, you'd rather be busy than bored. And when you're solving problems... That's good because that means you're making progress. So Okay, I don't want to pry too much because we haven't debriefed about this and I don't want to divulge more than we should. But what have you've been awfully busy lately chatting with schools? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's really exciting as we continue to get momentum and prove out, you know, what we're doing works and is special and unique. More schools want it and and it's great. And so we've been kind of deepening our relationships with schools opening up a lot more opportunities for athletes. But, you know, kind of alluding back to what I was saying is, you know, putting out fires and solving problems. When you do things differently or when you're disruptive, which I don't think anybody would look at what we're doing, how much we're paying athletes, the model we have, how quickly we're moving and, and say that it's not disruptive. It takes a little bit longer for people to understand that and, and try to fit that model or that picture or that structure into a box that already exists and it's time to maybe grow the box or or change the shape of that box so i think of adam as like he's like nil moses <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna part the red sea and my crew sean ellenby and partners is coming man it is, it's it's clear in the trees but but the good thing is in this call that i was just on it was like, look, the really exciting thing about solving these problems is we're both in the same boat. We both want what's best for the student athlete. We both want to make them a lot of money and we both want to elevate the institutional brand as high as we possibly can. We can agree on that. And so if you can agree on those things, you can go a long way and you can clear a lot of trees. Happy we got a pretty Tuesday. good track record too. We, we got a pretty <laughs> good track record too. Yeah. I, I use this example with people. I'm like, you are coming to our Michelin star restaurant because other people have said to come. You come through our doors, you sit down at our tables, and then you want to tell the chef how to season our steaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a reason we're a Michelin star restaurant. It sounds a little cocky and arrogant, I will say, but you don't bring your food to a restaurant and start you know, prying in the kitchen. Yeah. But for some reason, in the design space, everyone's part of the party. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a designer. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it, it, it's okay. And, and it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's different and it's new. I think I told, I was telling Sean this example. It was like when the Wu-Tang Clan first came out, right? Like they were super polarizing. And, you know, now you look back and, and they're legendary. They're, you know, they're, they're iconic. But when they first came out with their stuff, they were polarizing because their sound was different. And everybody was trying to say, well, where do you fit? What genre do you fit in? What's your style like? Who can we compare you to? And you can't compare the Wu-Tang Clan to anybody. They're different. They're who they are. And that makes them polarizing. You either like them or you don't. And what we are about is making really high quality creative, making the institutional brand look awesome, making the athlete excited about what they're doing on the field, and being able to sell that through merchandise. You either want to do that or you don't. I, I don't know how else to, to put it. 
You're such a nice, you you just portray things so beautifully. <laughs> Thank God I'm not on these calls because I'm just like, okay, boomer. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Yep. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, okay. I empathize. I've, I've, I've been yes. in, in those seats at, at schools. I empathize. I get it. Yeah. To be fair um, to the school and, uh, you know, they're, they're looking out for the athletes and their brand just as much as anybody else. And, and like Adam said, we're just changing the way we're looking at things. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, it's really cool when the school's light bulb goes off. Madness recap. Uh, month of March was incredible, guys. I am still married. Thankfully, uh, my wife works in sports also, so she kind of gets it. But yeah, uh, month of March was insane. I think ultimately for us, like on, on the marketing side, when we talk about growing those communities and those social pages that we have for us, it, it, it goes beyond just pushing merch. We're growing that community. We're growing that community of fans so that when an athlete pops off or something great happens, they are so bought in. They know that we are the place to go to purchase merch and support their favorite athletes. So that meant working through the weekend. That meant posting uh, graphics when teams advanced, staying on top of everything, making sure we didn't miss a single moment. I mean, it literally started at the beginning when we had a, a Purdue women's basketball player. It was like the first or second round of the Big Ten tournament. A Purdue women's basketball player named Jayla Smith, she hits a buzzer-beating shot, and we dropped merch for her that very next day. And we kind of saw it as like a, this is our like little test to see how does this how would this go for later moment-based things in the month of March? And it went off. It was incredible. So that gave us the the confidence to be like, okay, this this could have some legs. So yeah, it was it was an amazing month, and we're gonna dive more more deep into it with all the success we had. But I don't know how to, how to go for you, Adam. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely was was merch madness. But I feel like you and Steven, Sean probably had a crazier time because you were you were on the ones and twos on on the social channels and just constantly being aware of what was happening in each game and, and being ready to capitalize on those moments, but also keeping, I mean, you were messaging every day. Here's the, the, the broadcast times for every game, men's side, women's side. And then Steven was on the other ones and twos on, on the printing presses down there with our production facility, driving stuff back and forth to the big 10 tournament, uh, making sure stuff was getting out on time. And, you know, that's the thing about printing for moments is, you don't want people to get their stuff six weeks later either. So you gotta you gotta put it out there, get it for sale, but then also get it in the hands of the fans. Had Nineteen teams going into the tournament, yep. right? Um, one, we had a lot less. <laughs> yes. We lost a fair amount. Things were looking a little bleak. <laughs> uh, Sean made a big thing with Ramos at Purdue to to get some wrestling merch out there. That was great. And then next thing you know, we have two of our teams in the final four. Uh, three, three, one of our women's teams in the in in the, two two in the men's final four, one in the women's final four, and two in our all stars from LSU also as well. And all of a sudden, I think we were texting with each other and we're like, "We got UConn and SDSU and Virginia Tech. I hope they make a run." <laughs> and it was kind of like the like kind of throwing our hands up, and then it it happened. I want to dive into. You know, and if you were behind the scenes, this is this is the special sauce at Campus Inc. And when people say like, "What's special about you?" I'm like, you know, come 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 be an elf on the shelf for a week, and and you'll kind of figure it out. I want to dive into the anatomy of a limited drop for a special moment because we're going to talk about you know Lamont Butler, Angel Reese, 
JL Smith at Purdue, right? Launching championship merch the day after, uh, literally minutes after. Sean, what what was your day-to-day playbook? How were things going down for you every day? Well, I think there was a there was a combination between the hot market stuff and then you also had your actual moment-based stuff. And I'll, I'll start on the moment-based side first. And I think Lamont Butler is the, the perfect place to start. Um, Lamont gained fame at San Diego State guard who hit the game-winning shot in the Final Four. They played in that first game. And I tell you, our team, it was probably before the second game was even over, we had a piece of merch up and available for sale for Lamont. It's like bu- uh, Butler at the buzzer. Um, buzzer was lit up in red and um, our graphic artist uh, Sean Childers affectionately known as Chili just did an incredible job with that but it was a total team effort I think I think what's really cool is everybody is started to get more bought into like oh moments kind of fun like this pays off for us that final four one I didn't even need to say anything to Chili. Yeah. He was locked into and he was like, I, yeah. I know, I know, I already know. I'm on it. I'm on it. And so like before I even text him saying, uh, hey, look, we got to get a shirt out for this guy. He's already working on it. Um, and so first thing really is you're you're going to the site and you're saying, do we have Lamont Butler? Let me just make <laughs> sure that we have him available on our site. And then, you know, you see Butler's on there. Okay. Uh, next step, let's get the art going. Let's get the art cooking. And then behind the scenes, I don't know, I'll pass it over to you operationally, Adam, what, what happens on well, the operations side? I think, you know, the, the high quality creative is, is one piece, but then the other piece is getting the school bought in as well. And that's, that's the interesting thing about like the licensed yeah. merchandise. And I, I think when Steven says, what's, what's the special sauce at Campus Inc is we don't want to just sling a t-shirt right steven always tells us hey man the t-shirt comes last it's about educating people it's about providing opportunities it's about helping people capitalize on their potential and so it's not just about designing something cool although if you don't design something cool no one's gonna have fun with it so we design dope stuff but that flip side is like doing a lot of the work on the front end to let the institution know hey we are going to advocate for you in this moment. And I need you to also be ready because I promise you, we are going to throw our entire team behind every ounce of momentum you get and and help you make this awesome. We just need you to be at the ready. So to your point, you know, Chili was already cooking on designs. I was already texting the licensing director saying, hey, if something awesome happens here, you're going to get a text from me. And, And she was saying, send it my way. I'm ready. Let's get it rocking and rolling. So having those relationships and those connections and, and, and getting everybody bought into not just, oh, a t-shirt's up for sale, but this is a special moment in time. And this is a great vehicle to celebrate is, is kind of the, the next piece. And Adam, you and do so, such a great job with that stuff. Th- those relationships yeah. are everything literally everything and for them to they have a million things going on right they're going to the championship game and for them to be ready for us that speaks to that relationship they have that's critical and that happens so much it's interesting because like both of you come from athletics working in higher ed you know their schedules right like you know you've traveled with teams before you understand what the office looks like and so you almost kind of become part of their team which is something i've never done And so I kind of sit on the backside of like, are we good? Can we print? Let's go. Let's sell. Come on. But it's really interesting when you're kind of gearing that up, Adam. Same thing happened with Jalen Pickett. Yep. Right. At at there. And same thing happened with Caleb at Mm -hmm. Purdue with the elf elf shirt. Right. Um, Having and that's where we say, yeah, we're not just a T-shirt company. Mm -hmm. We're in lockstep. 
And that licensing director is kind of not part of the team, but like, that's why we want to make sure all of our marks are dialed in. That's why we do all of our test printing ahead of time, because when it's time to rock, if you miss that opportunity, right? Like you, you miss that emotional high. Yeah. You'll sell a couple shirts on Monday, but Monday's too late. Right. Uh, and I think think there's something to be said there. So while Sean is all up in these special moments, um, Adam, the other side of it is we were also doing official tournament gear for all the teams that advance. And there's a couple special caveats to how we were pulling that off. Adam, do you want to yeah, chat about that? For those of you who are listening, um, you know, we talk a lot about licensed merchandise and, and licensed merchandise being very different than unlicensed merchandise. And as you dive into championship series or things that deal with conferences and leagues, it gets exponentially more complicated uh, and exponentially more important that, you know, you you do things the right way. Um, and so, again, just kind of jumping off of the theme of, of relationships and really cool, dope art, it's it's really difficult if you've ever thought about the logistics of how do they get those T-shirts ready so quickly for those teams that that win in advance Mm -hmm. and how a lot of it's done is you know it's it's done way ahead of time and you know you just kind of send the stuff out there and it's just somewhat templated but uh what we're able to do is kind of leverage some of our partners in the license space and say look we have these relationships with the schools we have this great relationship with the fans and a reputation of doing really cool stuff so can we work together to collaborate on some really cool official tournament merch carries NCAA marks carries institutional marks and is something that just really lights a fire under this particular moment this particular team um and and speaks to a a lot more than just that like oh it's a tournament tee but is a lot more of like wow that's the dope tournament tee and so we you know we've been able to leverage a lot of our great partnerships and a lot of you know the, the really talented creative that we have internally um to even elevate the institutional brand and the championship series, you know, through through the the NCAA with some some cool stuff there. And and I think what's interesting, people ask, well, is that NIL? Well, believe it or not, we did some national championship NIL apparel for some of the guys at UConn and, and gals at LSU. But what the team decided to do, which I thought was super thoughtful, was say, look, if you buy any athlete's merchandise, we're going to give you the shirt for nothing or like half off or whatever, buy one, get one. And the point of it was if we can push our customers to help the athlete and as a treat you get this shirt that is the spirit of nil and what we're trying to do and so i got a lot of questions about that to be frank and uh i'm like yeah i'm I'm definitely promoting it to try and get fans to buy and it was really cool because fans were buying a player's merch and then they got that shirt right and it was fun fun to be able to design that so gotten a lot of questions on that and i just wanted to like kind of cover why we decided to do that and it we was, talk about the it, night it, of the it's championship cool too, because that you know you you talk about that light bulb moment with the schools sometimes where they start to get it and we got some questions from schools as well saying you know hey like you know is this is this nil related like eh. and and when we're able to explain to them no 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 we're selling it at a discount if you buy nil stuff we're, we're with you. We are in lockstep with you of, yeah, we want to champion the NIL, the athlete merchandise first and foremost. This is just kind of like a sweetener alongside it. They're like, oh, super cool. 
it's it's fun kind of working and I, and I think what was cool working with our partners like the victory label and, and original retro brands i have to give a, a huge shout out to them to to john hofer and jt galloway um and mike Bonebreak. you know they're in a certain segment and niche of the business and we were able to like compliment each other really well yeah it's like hey you guys keep keep riding your nil wave keep doing what you're doing they're really good at doing you know official tournament merchandise and so together, you know, I could let the schools know like, hey, we're actually this is this is synergy. This is synergy happening all for, you know, the betterment of the athlete. And so it was a really cool kind of spectacle. And I would text, you know, the team at, at Retro and be like, do you guys like this? And they're like, yeah, this is sweet. Um, <laughs> and so it's it's cool to bring along others uh along others with you which which felt really really good can we talk about the night of the national championship what was that like talk to me about that sean what was really cool was we we were guaranteed a national champion uh, was going to be coming from the nil store you have san diego Didn't state <laughs> and you have yukon uh no and so we knew that going into the final four they were on opposite sides of the bracket and you look at it and you're like okay we have a really good chance of just getting one into the national title game that would be incredible but like what if <laughs> What if they both got through? Yeah, they both went through. And so I think I remember texting each other and being like, wow, um, we're going to have a national champion. And um, that felt really, really special. You think about all the work that you put into to getting to getting to that point. And so you almost got to relax slightly just just to be like, okay, well, now we can prep. We know somebody's going to win. We can prep for that. We have a little bit more clarity. And so we had all kinds of national title gear ready um, for whoever won. It ended up being UConn who won, and we had a ton of gear for them. Within two days, we had individual national title gear for uh, their top eight players. So it was uh, for me. It was, it was just a blast. It felt just. It felt like our our hard work really came to fruition. You know, I texted Adam after the Illini loss two years ago. And I think I said, this will be fun when we have 64 teams in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this year we had a few more, not not as much as, you know, not 64 per se, but it's kind of, you know, we say this at Campus Inc., like our luck was well-earned. Yeah. We definitely yeah. got a little lucky, but I think it's because we positioned ourselves to, 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 to get that luck. And, and, you know, um, I think that luck was definitely earned this year. And it felt really good. I mean, we're all just... I was pumped, right? Yeah. Can we transition to the girl side and talk? I, uh, I got what one more thing say? to add. I got one more thing to add. I, I just want to add. I, I think early on in the tournament, we were a little bit, a little bit scared, a little bit nervous. Purdue, the number one seed, lost. Indiana didn't make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Indiana women also lost. Um, a lot of those lost. big horses that, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of those big horses that we had ridden for most of the season dropped out early and we're like, oh crap. But it ended up being a, an incredible opportunity for a lot of our stores that really hadn't taken off yet to really take off. And so you had a Yukon, uh, women and men just took off into outer space for us. San Diego State got great traction. Virginia Tech on their women's mm -hmm. side was phenomenal. Um, so that that was a really special thing that came from it that I really and took note I, of. I'll just, I'm gonna get on my, my soapbox here for for 30, 30 seconds, it. 60 seconds. But the beautiful thing about this tournament to me was just watching specifically as it relates to NIL activity, just the absolute flip-flop happen, right? We see NIL come out and it's like, oh, these are only going to be opportunities for the big schools. 
And really quickly, that starts to not happen. Everybody gets good opportunities. And then they say, oh, well, this is just going to make, you know, the, the chasm broader between the haves and the have nots. And then we watched this year's March Madness tournament happen. And almost no number one seeds made it past the Sweet 16. No number one seeds on the men's side made it into the Final Four. You had San Diego State, a team that uh, had never even made it to the Elite Eight in the national championship game, the only team from the Mountain West Conference. And so, yeah, FAU's there. And so then it's like, oh, well, this is bad for ticket sales and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, well, do we want parity <laughs> or do we want good opportunities uh, for, for you know our blue bloods? And it was exciting to be on the side that we're on of, wow, it's so fun to watch a school like San Diego State celebrate this special moment. Um, regardless of what happens in the national championship game, their fans are, are excited. Their athletes are impacted. So it's just another really good example of when people get frustrated about, you know, things changing from the way they've been. The only people that usually are frustrated are the ones who are benefiting from how it's been, not benefiting from how it's changing. So that's my soapbox. Clip it, TikTok Sorry it, go viral. Uh, okay. <laughs> LSU. We thought we knew what viral was with Mr. Zach Eadie selling <laughs> hockey jerseys. Again, you all have redefined what viral means. Sean, you can run it back. What happened? Well, <laughs> I would love to take a lot of credit for it, but but really Angel Reese deserves all of that credit and really beyond her, Flage, her teammate, uh, and really Jason Wood. I, I, Jason Wood, uh, he's one of our account managers who has been stewarding the relationship with Flage from the beginning, and he did such an incredible job uh, working with her mother, Kia, um, that Kia wanted to help bring Angel on. And that was enough, I think, to just to just show, yeah, we're, we're doing something really cool here because these are two of the biggest faces of college basketball. Angel Reese is probably the face of college basketball. And so we were able to drop NIL jerseys for uh, two of the biggest faces in college basketball just days after they won the national championship. You have Angel Reese tweeting out her jersey and – yeah, it got 3.5 million views That's a few. on Twitter. <laughs> Just a few. It set single product records for us, and it really spoke to the brand that Angel Reese has built. Um, I can't tell you how many emails we've gotten from people in our inbox that just say, we don't know if you know Angel personally, but please pass along the message that the impact that she has had on my life personally by what she has done, not only as a player, but off the court. Um, I, I am proud to wear her jersey. I am proud to wear her name on my back. And that like that just hits you hard because you're like, wow, that's the, the, the kind of impact a piece of merchandise can have, right? Like people are proud to wear her stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really. And cool. we've, we've said it before on this podcast, but that's just another perfect example. And, and I, we will continue to beat this drum of like, it's a great vehicle for athletes to celebrate what they're doing and who they are. And, and we, we want to do that. We, we want to capitalize on those moments for them and let them celebrate the things that they've accomplished, but more let it speak to who they are as people. And man, it just feels good when, when it kind of pops off like that. Now, Adam, you had to do a lot of work in the background to make that possible. It wasn't just like, oh, we're selling jerseys. Let's go. 
talk to us about what you pulled off there, you know, with as much as you can say, because it definitely, when you came to me and you're like, yeah, we're doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> left field. And you're like, it's already live. And he's like, check your phone. And I'm like, oh, we literally were watching it. And I was like, holy crap. Well, <laughs> um, what did you, what were yeah, you doing in the background? Cause I mean, Jason played a big role in making it. It, it all goes back to, to relationships. Right. And that's, that's the, the theme again is look, we have an opportunity to do something cool. It's different. We know it's cool because we've seen it, you know, done before. Uh, can we do it here too? And and that was really where that came down to. It was, you know, it was a holiday weekend. So so massive shout out to to our partners over there of just the commitment that they're demonstrating too to not being blockers for their student athletes, um, but also being committed to, yeah, it's holiday weekend, offices are closed, but you know, we want to be available and 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 help people move move forward on stuff. And so we, we were able to do the replica jersey. I think, again, this is something that's really special for us at Campus Inc. And, and you know, b- being able to look in the market and, and provide an opportunity for the best possible product, um, you know, that happens in conjunction with, with, you know, really good partners along the way. So we're talking about, again, licensed merchandise. It's a jersey. It's an official jersey. Um, there's a lot of steps along the way that, you know, boxes that have to get checked off to make sure that a really good product is, is out in the market. And I always got to give you a shout out, Steven, of, of learning a lot of this from you of like, Hey man, I don't know. I've got a crazy idea. Let's just go for it and see what happens. And, and it's, that's kind of that, that philosophy of creating your own luck and putting yourself in a position to, to be successful for somebody. Yeah. I'd probably like, we probably earlier in our business days were more of a forgiveness than permission <laughs> kind of thing. Obviously the more legit you get, you can't just do that. Uh, but I think what there's a wild card edge to campus Inc that I never, it's kind of part of our personality is like, yeah, we are going to toe the line a little bit. Yeah. We're going to be edgy. Yeah. We're going to push for it. Yeah. We're going to ask for it. But if not yeah. now, then when, right? Like, isn't that what, what the spirit of sport is in competition, right? Um, so I, I thought well, it, was, and, it was super cool. And because of it, yeah, LSU launched yeah. today. Yep. And and to, to your point, Stephen, if you don't ask for it, like <laughs> I mean, you can't get you can't get a Flau J or an Angel Reese jersey anywhere else. There's there's one place where you can get an LSU women's basketball jersey that that carries NIL. And so that's that's that like, hey man, can we do this? <laughs> like, yeah. Go for it. And, and I'll just say this. This is a little uh, a piece of advice for athletes. If Angel Reese, who is the face of college basketball, can tweet out her merch link, uh, anybody can. And we, we say all the time, we make it as easy as possible for athletes. Um, we're going to tweet out the link for them. We're going to invite them to collaborate on posts. But that's, in a lot of ways, the bare minimum. Like, you can do more if you want to do more. Nobody's stopping you, right? And so I, I think when it comes from that athlete's voice and it's them speaking directly to their fan base, it goes much further. Um, so I think it's a good lesson to learn from it as well. Yeah, and I think what's cool is if you if you go on Flage's Instagram right now, we've already started shipping them out early, which is sick. We, we, we did a little uh, under-promise over-deliver. Uh, and so if you go to her, if you go to her Instagram – you can start to see people starting mm-hmm. to get her jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty cool. 21 hours ago, I got my package officially. And someone already just put a link back in it and said, you can order it here as a, as a customer. So like that's NIL in action. And if you were to watch 
their Instagrams over the next couple of days, you're going to see tons of customers tagging it. The two of them do a fantastic job engaging with fans. Um, yeah. Maybe when when the dust settles and their appearances maybe slow down, we could maybe get them on here. Um, super entertaining. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a fun one. Let's talk spring, summer. You know what's kind of happening, Adam. I first want to talk about you've been on the road. You've been at Michigan State. You've been at Purdue. You're going to be speaking at um, NIL Summit. There's a lot going on. I feel like you are, I don't know, you're like a road politician or something at this point. What have you, what have you been, <laughs> yeah, what so, have you been so up to? We saw to? last year institutions put on a lot of these like NIL business summits, symposiums, and it's a good opportunity for, you know, athletes from all sports to come together with the school and oftentimes local or partnered businesses um, come to those. And so, you know, it's just a great opportunity for us to be able to kind of reinforce what we're able to do. It's a, it's a good opportunity for the student athletes to understand the breadth of the ecosystem that a school is providing for them. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I've been spending a lot of my time and it's, I was telling the team and I, I told you, Steven, late at night, I was driving back from Purdue and I was like, it's so great to just be reminded um, why we're doing what we're doing, right? A, a lot of times, you know, the designs, the phone calls, the Zoom meetings, the the back in the admin of of storefronts and things, you know, you never you never are bored by it. You're always excited by it. But to be able to look a student athlete in the eyes, yeah. and I'll give you a couple examples. There was a track and field athlete, and there was a, a softball athlete who. I was, you know, standing there just kind of chatting and they waited for me to finish my conversation, introduced themselves, strong handshake, looked me right in the eyes and said, I don't need anything. Just wanted to say thank you. My family loves the fact that our merch is up for sale. Um, really appreciate what you're doing. That's it. End of conversation. You know, nothing outstanding, but it's a great reminder of like, it's impactful. And when you hear people go on podcasts, when you hear people write articles, and say, well, nobody's getting rich from merchandise sales. Well, that's a big shame that that's the only thing that you care about. Uh, because there's this <laughs> whole other opportunity for these student athletes to capitalize on a special window in their lives and to allow their fans and their families to celebrate it. And it's so, I'm so grateful that we get to be a vehicle uh, for that to happen through. I like this. Adam's fired It's today. been a week, man. Adam is cooking Adam is today. Fired up. <laughs> Adam, this is like, this is good. Like, we're, we're, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Adam is cooking today. This is good. You got to, you got to yeah. bottle this up, bottle up a little bit of this for your webinar next week with, with the uh, NIL Summit stuff too, right? Yeah. So, so you're going to be speaking at a bunch of different events. Um, you're going to be at the NIL um NIL Summit. Uh, um, NIL Summit, and then you've got webinars coming up. It's cool because like year one, we were kind of year zero, we were getting our feet wet. Year two, the two of you are just like in the community now, hmm. uh, in the forums and this and that. And it's cool. It's like you're back, back, back on college campuses from like a different, different sphere. So I don't know. I think it's super, super cool. Yeah. The, the, um, the webinar that's happening uh, in a couple of weeks is, is with influencer. So it's, it's a joint webinar with influencer, um, us at the NIL store and then, uh, Purdue. And so Jack Gallagher NIL director at Purdue will be joining us. Um, it'll be uh, Jim, myself and Jack just talking about what we've been able to accomplish within that ecosystem. 
you know, Influencer has been a great partner to us. Um, they provide a wonderful service to athletic departments and, and, and schools in the NIL space in terms of compliance and transaction disclosures and, and opportunities, um, but also, you know, just creating connections. And, and Jack has been really kind of at, at the, the forefront of trying to be really proactive in, in creating a space where athletes can explore, you know, in a safe and compliant way what this NIL you know, ecosystem can do for them. And so, um, that the invitation will be in D one ticker. Um, if you're looking for a, a registration link, le- reach out to us, we can send you one, but it, it'll be a good picture of, Hey, this is how you can really knock, you know, your merchandise out of the park from jerseys to custom stuff to, you know, the highest royalties that an athlete is going to earn. This is how you can make that happen. And then, you know, the NIL summit in June, uh, it's going to be at the college football hall of fame run by Sunil for the second year in a row, I would say it is the NIL event. And so we're going to be sitting on a panel with Brandar Group and I believe uh, Die Hard. And, and just, again, kind of talking through how can we make this opportunity of merchandise the most seamless, most beneficial, most exciting you know merchandise opportunity uh, available. Um, and so we've got some good partners and, and some really, just really fun stories to tell that you know, when you talk to people in the industry and in the space, they're like, man, this is exciting because we're still so young. This industry is still so young. And when we, when we look at it five years from now, you know, it's, it's going to be a a lot of fun and a lot more mature than it is right now. I think the, uh, one of the things that I see the two of you, um, Adam and Sean just came up on their year, year (laughs) anniversary, year and year and change uh, is this like, you guys, the way that the two of you think now is, okay, how do I run this for 70 schools and how do I build this, you know, okay, like I'm going to need people on the ground at campuses. I'm going to need students on the ground floor. I got artists and I can kind of see your brains just like thinking through this um, and making sure that the integrity stays the same all the way around. And you're coming at it from an education standpoint or resource standpoint, not a, we're just going to inject ourselves into it, um, which I think is cool. And that's something that we've always said is we want to be part of the community, even if we're the Rugrats or the new guys. Um, we definitely will, will, will be part of the party. Sean, I'm curious, you've got, uh, <laughs> we've got how many schools lives? Up to 16. 17? Every day we sign a new school and then we're like, oh, we got to build that one out. Um, but we're going to be ramping up for a yep. big build sprint this summer. Some, But we're also still running a bunch of stuff for our spring yep. sports. How are you managing it all? What's on the horizon? Tell us about spring. Well, baseball, and, and, and what you just touched on um, when we had just one school and we envisioned having four schools uh, and then we got to four schools and we envisioned having 10 and then 10 now to 16 and 10 to 30 to 60 to hundred. Um, I think what the important thing is like, we're never going to lose our foundational principles of what we're all about. Right. And that's always putting the athletes first. That's paying them as much money as we possibly can. Um, and that's helping to educate them and make them better. So I think as we continue to grow, that's our constant North Star um, that will continue to guide us the entire step of the way. And so that's what that's what gives me confidence as we continue to grow, because I think between uh, the three of us and the team that we have, I think everybody's in lockstep with that across the board. But but yeah, we uh We've made some serious upgrades. Um, we have a, a, a we added a graphic designer named Paige who came from Illinois Athletics, uh, who was phenomenal. Um, for anybody who wants to see some of her incredible work, you should check out the LSU NIL store 
or the Tigers NIL store. Check that out. It's just been taken to a completely different level uh, professionally, and, and you can see the difference. And so Paige has stepped right in seamlessly. She's doing a phenomenal job uh, on the marketing side. Also, our, our, our director of marketing, Kelsey Westoff, is just phenomenal at what she's, done, what she's doing. And she's certainly helping me grow as somebody who didn't really necessarily have a marketing background, more of a communications background, uh, and helping to me to be more of a data guy. How about that, guys? <laughs> um, and so we're really digging into things and figuring out, okay, where, where are places that we can be better? Where are places that we can help serve our athletes and really put our time and resources uh, into spaces to, to help us continue to grow and help those athletes? So, okay, let's stop. Sean, when you got hired and like, I think it was like two months, you're like, hey, dude, I'm not a numbers <laughs> guy. I was oh, like, boy. okay, we'll we'll figure this out. You have made on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> we get a message with a screenshot of a spreadsheet. And I'm like, what the hell is this cat doing? Can you tell us about, we'll give you a couple seconds to talk about this because I think that the data that you're starting to aggregate and use is pretty cool. Adam and I are very impressed with your Excel (laughs) skills. Wait, totally lost you, Steven. What do you got? Totally cut out. Uh, I'm sure you were saying nothing but great things. (laughs) We can imagine all of the wonderful things you were saying about. Okay, what I do know that we're saying is, yeah, what I do, I I, on a Sunday afternoon. Did you hear about where I said you weren't a numbers guy? I, I heard that part. I heard no. Sunday afternoon. I know what you were alluding okay. to. We're talking about the Sunday afternoon. Yeah. On a Sunday afternoon, me and Adam get a screenshot of a spreadsheet uh, with Sean aggregating data and showing top figures. Sean, I'm just so proud of you. Thanks, so we'll man. give you a couple minutes to talk about what you're, what you're. Building. Well, it's funny. It's, it, it doesn't really seem like data when it's just like stuff that you think is fun or interesting. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's just how I need to look huh. at it more. So it's just numbers you care about now instead of yeah, numbers you yeah, don't care about. Exactly. Hey, yeah, not taxes. yeah, not taxes. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I just put together a little list of our, of our top 10 athletes, basketball athletes and commission earned from the, from March Madness, uh, had combined men and women had just men had just women yeah it was really cool stuff and i think like the greatest thing that came from it we'll be putting all that data out tomorrow so the podcast will come out after this but um in that top 10 men and women combined you had five women and you had five men in that top 10 and commission earned so if that doesn't tell you uh where nil is in in the merchandise space i don't know what does um straight equality across males and females anything surprising to you I Nothing would surprises say- Sean. Sean Sean had the crystal ball. He knew exactly where this was going all along. He's not surprised by anything. No, I I would say that I was surprised. Really, I I, I think I continue to get. Uh, I'm just continuously impressed by the love that um, fans have for athletes, specifically international athletes. Mm-hmm. Zach Eady, Nika Mule, Dorka Juhas, uh, Lou Lopez Seneschal. Um, all did phenomenally. And these are athletes who have passive NIL agreements. So that means that they can't share on their social media. Fans are smart, though. They know that their athletes can't do that, and they want to actively support them, um, and they know that that's a way to do it. So I think that's something that that I'm, I guess, surprised, but not, not necessarily shocked by. Okay. I've got a couple questions to finish up here. I want to talk about the transfer <laughs> You love portal. the transfer portal, or you hate it. 
<laughs> I, eh, whatever. Uh, it's interesting. It actually spreads our, you know, if an athlete goes to a new yeah. school that we're not at, it actually kind of helps us occasionally. What is your take from, if, if you were asking an athlete, like, what's your stance on NIL and the transfer portal? Do you think athletes care about it that much? I think a hundred percent. I think anybody who pretends that it isn't a factor is lying to themselves or, or lying to others. It is a factor how much athletes care about it. I think totally depends on the athlete and like any other factor of choosing a school, it is a piece of an ecosystem. Um, in the same way that strength and conditioning facilities matter to an athlete. Nutrition programs matter to an athlete. Um, dorm rooms matter to an athlete. Newsflash, fun stuff to do around campus that has nothing to do with the school matters to an athlete. I went to school in California. A big part of that reason was because I was like, I know I never have to deal with the Chicago winter again. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that, that go into an athlete's decision and NIL absolutely is one of them. Okay. But do you think that it's as big of a deal as people are making it? So like, let's just take a, you know, Hunter Dickinson, right? Leaving Michigan. Is he thinking I'm going to make more money elsewhere? Is he like, I want to win. And maybe that's just the top, top guys versus maybe someone, had a rough freshman year is looking, looking to make a transition. I, yeah. I, how do you I think, think that way this is probably going to be a coach's answer and maybe a little bit of a, a diplomatic answer, but I think some of it, you're, you're never going to have a blanket answer because when, when you build a team, everybody comes from different backgrounds and have, has different things that, that they care about. I think what yeah. you kind of need where you need to land is what type of people do we want to be a part of this program? And what do we need to do to attract those types of people? And sometimes really good NIL opportunities are going to be the answer to that. Sometimes they won't be. <clears throat> but I think if you're looking at trying to make a, a competitive program yeah. and you're not understanding that a really healthy NIL ecosystem is going to help you, um, I think you're, you're kind of missing the boat a little bit, but I just think it's impossible to, to say for every athlete, they care this much. And it is the most important thing. I would also, and, and for the record, it is, it is illegal. Sorry, Sean, I'm going to get you, you in a second. It's illegal for them to get any NIL inducement before they correct accept, you know, you can't say come here and you'll get this. But I think what you're saying, Adam, is to have an NIL ecosystem, an opportunity how nice is your career center? How nice are your gyms? What's the reputation of your NIL program when the athletes are texting each other and they're like, yeah, yep. they take good care of us, right? Like there's good stuff there. I think that's, that's what you're yeah, doing. I'll, I'll, just, All right, I'll just add that um, for the first time really ever athletes actually have a little bit of power. Mm -hmm. um, coaches have always been able to test out the open market <laughs> and see where there might be a better job for them or more money available. Athletes with the transfer portal and NIL, they have that power now too, and great for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, this is this is awesome. This is great for them, and they should have that power. They should be able to do that. If a coach can do that, they should be able to do that as well. 
Um, and so when they're looking at schools, schools are that NIL piece is massive and they have an entire package for them. And that NIL uh, merchandise piece, that's a piece of that package. But there's a, uh, many more prongs to it and, and they're weighing everything. Um, I, you know, I, I actually saw this. I, I don't know. I'm sure you guys get a lot of your NIL news from Mitt, our guy Mitt Winter also. But Mitt tweeted out, tweeted out this was the Purdue football coach. Uh, he said, they're building this tunnel that goes from our facility to the stadium and it's got stadium renovations. So I'll always tease alumni. I'm like, listen, we don't need facilities anymore. You just got to give to the Boilermaker Alliance so we can go get guys. Right. So like coaches are recognizing NIL is massive. We need players. And so that's something that athletic departments are really going to have to battle here. Um, they're, they've been used to for a very long time. Alumni donors giving money straight to them, straight to the athletic departments for facility upgrades. It's not about the facilities as much anymore. Right. It's about getting those players. Uh, well, to but that's teams. I mean, that that's the whole point, though, too, is like it's all of it. And, yeah. and, yeah. and you, you, you can't have rundown crappy facilities with possums living in the, you know, the, the ceiling tiles, <laughs> yep. but, you know, have boosters and a collective providing NIL opportunities and, and think you're going to attract people who want to live and play and work out in nice facilities. It's, it's the whole ecosystem sure. and it's not going to be a blanket, you know, solution. And I mean, we've seen a lot recently where there's talk of like, oh, we need a blanket NIL contract. <laughs> okay. But then why isn't there a blanket coaches contract? Why isn't there like, why, why, why are we looking at this of like, well, we need as the NCAA to put one parameter and this is how NIL works. That's that doesn't happen at any other point in the ecosystem of the school. It doesn't happen at any other point in the ecosystem of the athletics department. Um, it's gonna vary from school to school, market to market, and athlete by athlete. I th and I think it goes to say the schools that, like, here is a distinct moment in time. Industries change when there are rule changes. And letting that kind of capitalist society play itself out, the ones that adapt and take advantage are going to have a new first mover advantage. The ones that do create the best collectives using the best technology, having the best merch, there are going to be schools that are on their heels. And it's, it comes down to like days and minutes, right? Like if, if there are schools that don't have a good collective spun up because the alumni got involved too early and they screwed it up or whatever, and they're backtracking, right? They can miss a whole transfer portal season. And next thing you know, like those kids are like, yeah, we've heard that their collective sucks, you know? And that's that is why I am around, so excited right? about LSU and the job that Adam and Danielle have done uh, bringing them on board because LSU from day one, they had billboards up about NIL. They're a school that they, I think they, they, they see themselves as leaders in NIL. Um, and so for us to be partnered with them is, is incredible. NILSU. That's it. I, I think it's, you know, obviously you, you guys joke around <laughs> a, a lot about, you know, like teaching and academia and stuff, but there's, there's this understanding when you look at studies and research in academia of don't just read the research. Don't just read the abstract, but dig down all the way to the bottom and see who, who funded that research, who funded that paper. And it, you start to kind of get informed a little bit about maybe where some of that data is coming from. And that's something that I am applying to a lot of the NIL news as well of, hmm, who's actually supporting that take? Who, who, what seat 
is that take coming from and whose interests are they actually looking out for? Because like we talked about already, you know, the, the banners that were waved of this is destroying college sports and destroying parody. Well, it, it's interesting to see where those takes came from. Uh, merchandise isn't making anybody rich. Well, it's making one company rich. It's just not making athletes rich. So interesting to see where that take comes from. And, you know, you know, it would be cool. I think you're alluding to a lot of like the, uh, um, NCAA in Congress recently in the hearing, we could really dive into that. Yeah. And, and it's, Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a college athletics fan. I'm a former college athletics employee, but I am unabashedly on the side of the student athletes creating opportunities for them. And, and the thing that I think, you know, we talk about the maturity of this industry is there is a sustainable model out there. There is where student athletes can benefit. Athletic departments don't have to shut down and, and, and cut programs. There is a model out there that exists because it happens in other industries. It happens in other countries. It happens in other contexts. Um, we just have to keep doing a, a good job of educating people on it's okay to do things differently and it's okay to have problems to solve as long as we keep moving towards solving them and not get stuck on the fact that it's just a problem. He's going to write a book. This is awesome, guys. Uh, we have definitely fallen off a little bit because we've been busy, but now that summer's going, I know we've got some guests lined up. We're going to get some athletes on here. It's like, I feel like year two is starting already. Like year, year three, whatever. We're, we're, we're making another we're lap around, around the track. So this is good. Yeah, this is a right. fantastic conversation. As always, appreciate you guys. I'm Adam. That's Sean. That's Steven. It's another episode of the NIL Show. See you guys. Hey everyone, Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise, we're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.